Hello, and welcome to the Alchemist Inkwell. This is your spiritual podcast for grounded people, and it's 2024. Ooh. <laughs> it's a oh, new number. <laughs> it is a new number. How we cute, need right? a new number, honestly. 2023, good fucking bye. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a bad year, and I, I, I do want to say this, just preface this, because I... I'm talking shit on 2023 because it ended like garbage for me, like absolute steaming pile of trash. Um, But it wasn't a bad year, but it was so much. There was so much. It was like, I don't have, I have, I have some nice things to say. I will say like for me, I'm, I'm in a phase right now. I've been tracking my astrology and it's like, Ooh, this really dense time is coming to an end. And I can feel the the soil kind of breaking up as the roots are starting to grow again. And mm-hmm. I'm stoked about that. Um, mm-hmm. So like in my personal timeline, I'm like, cool, things are happening. But then I look at the world and I'm like, I don't really know if I have something nice to say to you, 2023, other than you, you were a year mm-hmm. is a truth. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I feel the same. I feel very much the same, especially with, with the world component of it being very much just, um, it wasn't great. It was not great um, for the world. 2023 was really rough for the Left world. Left things um, to be desired, had room for yeah. improvement. <laughs> All those things we all saw on our report cards. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It is not S for satisfactory. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> It is an end. Needs improvement. Mm-hmm. I will say on a personal level, I think there was a lot of amazing things about 2023. And there was things I loved so much. And then there was also um, some l- less than ideal things as well. Um, so, you know, we traveled a whole bunch. That mm-hmm. was amazing. We got to see each other um, more than twice the amount that we usually see each other in a year, which was really right? cool. That Believe was very not, cool. Guys, I actually really think Emily's the coolest person in the world even off screen. So <laughs> same, same, man. <laughs> we like hanging out with each other and stuff. It's like wild. Um, <laughs> but no, we did. We actually got to see each other a lot this year. And that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a lot of different countries, which was also really cool. Uh, we both bought houses this year, which was amazing. Um, truly amazing. Things together. Yeah. It wasn't planned, guys. It wasn't planned. We did not plan to do the thing together at the same time it just happened that way um the universe so like, those types of things need support for this one <laughs> right right you guys need someone to vent about this with so you're not doing it alone um so there was good there was there was very good things it just mm-hmm. also was very i think it was a very emotional year it was a very taxing year um there was just a lot to handle and do and be present with and you know, I it, it's weird looking back to this time last year because we were buried under like 35 feet of fucking snow mm-hmm. and um, my kid broke his knee and mm-hmm. like all these things. And I'm like, wow, that was only last year. Mm-hmm. Like, that was only like 12 months ago. I remember that. Yeah. Yay. Sure. Like, dang. So it's been it was it's like that's kind of the flavor, you know, like it's just mm-hmm. been a lot. Yeah, so it was bad. Yeah. I spent a lot of 2023 coping with 2022 and Uh, you would think that the rest period after a big act action would be easier, but honestly it's harder because you have nothing to do with yourself, but process. 
And I think that that was something I really had to sit with this year. And I think 2023 also asked me to stand up for myself more than I've ever had to. Mm. Uh, I came to understand myself in a lot of deep ways. And then I had to redefine some relationships and that was easy in a lot of ways. So cool in some ways, like the, the people that stepped up and were like, cool, how can I see you in the way that you are was amazing. Mm -hmm. And then there were some other areas where it's just like, oh, this is going to be difficult for them. And now because I'm trying to accept who I am, I have to make space for them to have feelings about me Um, and deciding how much you give in that situation and, and how much you allow it to uh, affect you is an art and a skill honed by experience. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, it's really cool. And again, the whole year seemed like, even though it wasn't easy, uh, the things that were happening to me did end up as they often do happening for me. And I think I'm seeing some purpose in a lot of it now, um, which is great. There's some stuff we're still in the weeds on, but that's life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. What are your vibes then for 2024? I'm, I feel so bad about anybody watching the video and seeing my face. So 2024 as you know, between now and the actual beginning of the zodiacal year, which I've studied a lot more in depth, um, Mm -hmm. The vibes I get when I just lean into the energy is I do feel like we have this, this beat. It's like a buffer right before uh, the eclipse season kicks back in again, which is going to be in that April time zone, which is also March, April is when the zodiacal year starts. But also we have this period of just things moving forward and people just sort of moving with it. I don't know that we're all able to grasp the moment right now. You know, some of us are just going to be actively resting and retreating to do that and just kind of going along with it, keeping pace, but not um, not really on the grind, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of what's happening in the world is just going to feel very, uh, I'm trying to find the best word for this. I just don't feel like we're going to be super excited about a lot of things even though I don't think a lot of it is going to be like super detrimental, we are just having to really process emotions at this point is -hmm. what it kind of feels like. Um, And I do have astrological support now that I'm thinking about it for that. But what do you think? I think that's fair. I think that's fair, a fair assessment of um, kind of the energy that's coming in. I think, well, okay. I think a couple of different things are going to go on. I think it is going to be an incredibly life-changing year um, for everybody. Sorry. I was only talking about the first quarter of it. I should have talked about the rest too, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no. You're totally good. I mean, you could circle back around and talk about the rest. I think it's going to be a really life-changing year for everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a year, um, and I'm not saying this to freak anybody out. So I'm just prefacing that I'm not trying to scare you when I say this, but I think it's going to be a year very unlike any year we've ever had in known memory Mm -hmm. of you know the people that are alive on planet right now i think it's going to be very different i think it's going to be a year where governmental structures change where things move where Mm -hmm. um things that have always been normal or the the you know things we're comfortable with change and alter and shift um and i think it's ultimately a really good thing it feels Mm -hmm. very good like it feels like it's a very good positive thing overall it just is it's just going to be a really different experience yeah yeah I mean 2024 
in and of itself, you know, I think about 2020 being sort of a, a new beginning period. Like mm-hmm. that's my new chapter one when I think about what era we're in right now. Yeah. And 2023 brought us, um, 2020 brought us the conjunction between Saturn and Jupiter, which tend to define social trends going for about 20 years. They are a big deal in ancient astrology as far back as it goes. And we saw them be a big deal that year as well. Brought in this whole new way of how we're figuring things out. It didn't immediately drop a new society on us. It said, we're starting something new right now and we Mm -hmm. have time to grow into it just like we do with every cycle. And then 2023 was the um, first aspect that Saturn and Jupiter had after that. So they had their uh, opening sextile aspect, which is a supportive aspect. And it's sort of a, we've all noticed that 2023 was sort of the, okay, we're over the the mindset now. Like we're coming out of that cave of perspective Mm -hmm. and now we're looking for what comes next and we're thinking about it and we're kind of wanting something to move. And we all started kind of getting decisions on what we thought that should look like. And 2024 brings us into the square. So it's an action sequence. You know, square does provide challenge, but challenge is also when we know to act. Challenge gives us something to act with and gives us something to do and incites um, action and motivation. So I think 2024 bringing us that, I have my little handy dandy thing that I'm going to be giving to my mail list soon of the astrology of 2024. And the uh, square is going to be perfecting in August and on Christmas Eve next year. So we're building up to this whole, the the words that I keep hearing are like stepping up. It's people deciding in this change of structure and, and system and process that we're having, which is going to have a big moment again in April with Jupiter and Uranus. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be a, an interesting, I say crazy when I mean active um, beginning of the year, especially, but mm-hmm. after that, we're going to be making decisions on, okay, that happened. What are we going to do with it? What do I decide as an individual I have in my power? And what do I want that to mean? Um, I think we're all going to be very much aware of our own ripple effects by the end of the year. I agree. I definitely agree with that. Um, I think we will as well. I also think it's going to be a year where people really get back into community. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like when we had 2020 happen, we were really isolated and we were like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be with people again. And then we kind of had the bandaid ripped off and it was like, now you're with people, but now also because of a lot of freedom that was found in 2020, a freedom Mm -hmm. of thought and freedom of movement and freedom of, and not movement, obviously like physically around, but like movement of like ideas and, and things like that. Um, And like people who got to work at home and there was just a lot of like freeing energy about 2020. I think the corporations and stuff reacted in a grabby, grabby ass way. Mm -hmm. As soon as everything opened back up when people have been now sitting under the thumb of having themselves pulled to the brink again, like people are very, very worn thin. People Mm -hmm. are very, very, um, just tapped. Everyone's just tapped. There's nothing. And so something's got to give. And I think part of that giving is we're going to actually build community mm-hmm. in a real and meaningful way in a, in a ton of different ways. Like it's all going to look different for everybody, right? It's not just like, you're going to have friends in town. Like, sure. Some of that. Absolutely. But also like digital community and um, grand community and, you know, societal based community. Like, I think it's going to be a really influential year for community relationships and having impact. You know, and I was thinking about that because it also reminds me of the advice that I ended up giving my parents during 2020. Cause I was like, 
it's not going to go back to, there's no normal anymore. We have to decide what a new normal is. And, you know, there's a lot of questions about that for someone who wasn't looking at it from a very zoomed out astrological um, sort of perspective. It was like, well, it has to go back to normal because what else is there? And it's like "Mm, new, whatever that Mm -hmm. is. And, you know, I had said to my mom, like, ultimately this is going to bring people together. And what we've seen consequently is people deciding themselves. And so in that we've seen processes of a lot of pulling apart an individuation. Um, And so what I would recommend to every individual, whether I agree with you or you agree with me, find your people, find what's for you, go Mm -hmm. there and then see how that helps you grow. And if you find yourself in a place and you think it's for you, but you're angry all the time, reconsider. And I think that's the gentlest advice I could probably give to every individual across the board without being able to see them face to face and understand them. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Very much so. Um, The other thing I'll say with that too, is I do think there's going to be an uptick in people realizing that they lost a lot of their spiritual excitement Mm -hmm. Um, since 2020 people, no matter what was going on for you, spiritual awakenings were happening in mass Mm -hmm. on 2020 in 2020 which was amazing we wanted like that is a good thing we Mm -hmm. like that um and that's that goes for people who had nothing like lost their job and were just sitting at home they spiritually awakened and people who are working in you know healthcare Mm -hmm. at the time like I have worked with people in both that all had their 2020 spiritual awakening it was a huge thing just societally like just Mm -hmm. across the board Um, for a myriad of different reasons. And since then, a lot of people have started to feel that slip of like it not feeling exciting anymore and not feeling connected with it anymore and having feeling like there's a missing of it that comes up almost like, hey, remember how you discovered all these things and it was really fulfilling to your soul and then the world opened back up and you can't, you didn't have time to do it. So it just got put on the back burner. I think this is, especially the first quarter of the year is the time when people go, oh, whoops, Mm -hmm. I don't want to put that on the back burner. I want to reconnect with this and have like a big, I think there's a resurgence of that that comes up in a meaningful way that makes it more permanent in our society. Agreed. Yeah. It's, you know, once the world got running again, we all started worrying more about where we fit in the world rather than what our world looks like and who we are. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And that can be absolutely distracting. You know, when I've been meditating over the past few days, like, is there anything I need to know? And we're going to do something in this podcast episode to sort of help you come up with a focus if you're looking for one. But I was thinking, you know, in the calendar year, is there something I should focus on? And there was this emphasis on detachment from other people's expectations, from like specific outcomes that need to be a certain way from how I want people to see me and all of these things that are completely out of my control to detach from those things. And just, (laughs) there's a, um, a YouTube video from years and years ago about a kid who was trying to like buckle her seatbelt or something. And her dad was like, can I help you? And she goes, no, you worry about yourself. And Mm -hmm. every time my guides clung to that. So every time I start getting fussy about how somebody else should be, all I hear Mm -hmm. is you worry about yourself. And I'm like, ah, so one of the things this year that I'm focusing on is, you know, where's my power in this? What do I have Mm -hmm. the influence of in this? What's in my sphere of influence? And, you know, if I can just give myself that little snow globe, I can be okay. I can rejuvenate. And then when it's my time to act, I will be there and I won't miss it by expecting it to be something different. Yeah. No, I think that's a really great focus. And I will say, I do encourage everyone like get back to yourself 
this year. Like if you're going to set, if you don't know what intentions to set or what manifestations to call in again, this is a happy human new year. Like Mm -hmm. this is not real. (laughs) I mean, it's real in the sense that we decided it was real, but it's not real in the sense of, and no other culture before about 500 years ago decided that this was the new year. This is just an us thing. And if we can decide that this is real, imagine what else you can decide is real and make real. I'm just saying. Right. (laughs) No, for sure. No, it's very true. But yeah, if that, if the only intention you set is to like, I intend to get back to myself again, um, that's a perfect one. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect one for this year. And Chris alluded to it. This, for we were like, what should we do on this podcast episode? It is a bookend and we are going to talk about um, the books that we read in December and also um, in this year that we loved and we wanted to just hype up again. But Krista had the beautiful, wonderful idea that we we're both going to do a card poll for you all. Um I guess just to like flavor the year, I guess just yeah. to be like, let's kick us off. Um, what is, so uh, what do you yeah. Here? <laughs> yeah, Chris is going to do one and then I'm going to do one with our respective decks and kind of mm-hmm. with our respective styles and go from there. Um, the only other thing I want to say on the note of community, yes. let's talk a little bit about the Sacred Spaces Gathering, shall we? Yeah. So speaking of people who are like trying to find your people and finding where what's for you and all that stuff, we have one of those. And if you're listening to this podcast, this is absolutely for you. Um, And it's going to be happening here in Richmond. And I'm so excited. Um, It's called the Sacred Spaces Gathering. And that's what it is. It's a very amazing, magical, intimate atmosphere where you can meet people, not get overwhelmed Mm -hmm. by inundations of people. It's not going to be like a Comic-Con where you're just crammed into a small space. This is very um, personal and everybody that is there will be able to interact with everybody else who is there. Make good Mm -hmm. friends that you can then keep in touch with wherever you are from across the country. But at the same time, learn responsible, practical, applicable, and ethical spiritual practices. Not just the, ooh, this is sparkly stuff, though that's part of it. This is the, what does this actually do in your life? How do you do something with it so that it doesn't start fading and feel feel like it's not as um, as M was putting it, you know, there for you anymore, even when you're interacting with the outside world. Yeah, we're really, really excited about it. Obviously, this is our first gathering, but we've all done events before. And so getting together to get to do this and do it with our communities and people we really care about, it's honestly going to be such a fun time. Um, and they're like, everything is walking distance around there too. So like, mm-hmm. even if you're like, I, I don't know if I want to go by myself, like, what if I, you know, don't make friends? First of all, you will. Second of all, you'll probably have friends in your hotel and like, mm-hmm. it'll just, it's just going to be a big community, um, just sort of fun gathering. We're calling it a gathering on purpose because it's not like 300 people. It, it's not even close. It's at max. We're going like 175. Like it is a small yeah, group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a small, small gathering on purpose so that everyone gets to be together and everyone gets to hang out together. And there's so many fun events and speakers and we have a big sound healing that we're going to do together as a group. And there's a vendor fair and workshops. I mean, there's just so many different, there's so many different things mm-hmm. that we get to do um, with this experience. And I'm just, I'm thrilled about it. It's going to be incredibly, incredibly fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yeah. Please check it out. Also, right now, we are having a giveaway. So if you purchase your ticket for Sacred Spaces Gathering and you head over to our it's Sacred Spaces Gathering Instagram, it's at Sacred Spaces Gathering. 
Um, and you <laughs> DM us a picture of your ticket. Um, you get entered into a drawing for a free hypnosis for free hypnosis session Mm -hmm. um, from a really wonderful, lovely practitioner of hypnosis that we're working with. Um, And yeah, we have a couple of those that we're giving away. And if you share the event um, with your friends or share the giveaway with your friends or tag people um, and they, you know, purchase a ticket, et cetera, you'll get more entries um, beyond that as well. Yeah, so we have a fun, fun little perk there as well. If you yeah. have already bought your ticket, fantastic, you can do it. If you haven't bought your ticket yet, go ahead and buy your ticket as soon as possible, and then you can enter that contest, which mm-hmm. ends, I believe, the fifth. Yeah, I think it's the fifth. We'll be ending it, and then we'll be doing a drawing. And uh, right now, odds are ex- extremely good too, so mm-hmm. it's going to be great. Also, if you're like hypnosis, really, hypnosis is a healing modality, and it's mm-hmm. actually very much belief work modality. You've heard us talk about that before. I have personally worked with this person and they helped me release something that I didn't even, I didn't even know I had started building up. And I'm someone who is like super conscious about it, right? We all have these things that eventually we kind of get blocked up because life is ups and downs. And uh, he really helped me cross over a threshold to get into where after that stuff opened up. Um, So I really do hope that, you know, if you're on the fence because hypnosis you can do some research on hypnosis. It is not your, like someone's going to make you dance around like a chicken kind of hypnosis. It's the kind where you get to relax and someone walks you through resolving unconscious and subconscious things that are, that you feel are holding you back. Um, and it's very effective, which is really cool. So it's definitely a healing thing. We would not put you on stage and make you jump around like a chicken unless you wanted to, which we would support you in your individuality and expression. (laughs) Um, yeah. Cool. So let's do our card pull, shall we? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go first, M? Sure. I'll go first. So the deck that I'm using is the, um, Mythic Oracle. I'll hold it up if you're watching the YouTube, but it's the Mythic Oracle, um, by Chris and Mulatto. Mulatto, I think is how you say your name. I'm not hundred percent sure. <laughs> this is one of my oldest decks. Actually. I've had this deck for a long, long, long time. Um, well, my oldest, but it's a pretty, it's pretty close to my oldest. Um, and this is actually a deck I oftentimes will use for like my personal Patreon. I do a card reading at the start of, um, each month for everybody to like know which deities they can work with throughout the month, because these are, um, different deities, the Titans, heroes, Greek gods, etc. So yeah. And I guess I will just pull and see. What deities are chatting with us for this year and what do they want to say? Let's see here. Well, that's not surprising. Um, hold on, <laughs> I'm gonna do two. <laughs> oh. This one too. I fucking knew it. You guys are gonna laugh. I laughed. First we have Odysseus and oh. then we have Achilles. Wow. So do you like <laughs> Well then, okay, so Odysseus is the journey card, basically, um, and tapping into his energy a little bit. It, this year is going to be a journey for all of us, which we already kind of addressed and talked about and already kind of know. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing here is to remember with Odysseus is he doesn't stop. At no point did Odysseus stop trying to get back home 
or stop trying to win the Trojan War. Both, both. Mm-hmm. He has forever drive. Um, a million different things came up and stood in his way and he kept going and kept diving in and kept trying to push forward and kept trying to outsmart the next god um, in order to get home. And it didn't matter that it took him a long time. What mattered is he got there. Mm-hmm. So um, keep that in mind throughout this entire year, especially as little things arise, because it, it's going to be a big one. It's a big it's a big life changing sort of year. Um, mm-hmm. And with that that means it's a journey for all of us and i think that is important to focus on so there's odysseus also he has a trojan horse behind him which if you're not a mythology buff it's his idea trojan horse was his idea mm-hmm. so um thinking outside the box being crafty allowing unconventional ideas to lead you forward also mm-hmm. really really huge when it comes to odysseus showing up in the cards um, and then achilles who um is the opposite a little bit I'm <laughs> that way um i think it's always important and i always try to flavor it whenever this card kind of pops up um achilles was a child mm-hmm. like achilles was literally a child when he got yanked from greece and thrown into war um because he was his mom was a helicopter parent ish <laughs> because his mom was a helicopter parent that decided he was going to be successful at whatever she decided he was going to be successful at um he ended up at war at like age 16 and that like sucks and he was there for 10 years um and that's where he died but it is he is a source of glory like that is like his that's the name of that's the the name of the game on the card but that's also what we tend to associate him with is like this undefeatable unbreakable soldier which of course not true we know he has the achilles heel but it's the beauty of understanding that you do have weaknesses and that is part of what makes you strong instead of trying to bathe yourself in the river sticks by your heel and hide all of those weaknesses Mm -hmm. it's allowing those weaknesses to come to the forefront and be like no these things are powerful and they're important and they're things that i love and appreciate about myself and i'm going to honor those it's again that get back to self space Mm -hmm. also gonna die on the hill patroclus was not just a friend um and then i'm gonna pull a third <laughs> speaking of books yeah speaking of books um i am gonna pull a third card because i just got a, a ping to do so and mm-hmm. ironically it's the person who trained chiron. or the being the being that trained both of those heroes um so that's chiron who is um quite literally the trainer of heroes um he is our wounded healer he is a healer he is the constellation sagittarius mm-hmm. um he is a really wonderful source of wisdom it's basically just saying you're not doing all of this alone this Mm -hmm. year you're not doing it by yourself this year you do have your guides you do have support you do have mentorship you do have people willing to get willing to stop the eagle from eating your liver by getting shot by a with a poisoning arrow (laughs) that's that's chiron's part of chiron's myth Mm -hmm. um but also just to remember that you have support systems in place um, and that magic can be real and things that you set your mind to can actually come to fruition. Mm -hmm. And the healing can make you a hero. Yeah, exactly. So there we go. That is a weird reading. The way that those heroes came out, not a single like, well, Chiron's a deity, but like, dang. All right, guys, Mm -hmm. let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So I am doing the Avatar Arcana by Ariana Rose Art. This was actually gifted to me by M. I'm going to put this here so it's not so shiny and you can see. There we go. 
Yeah. And that way, if you wanted to look it up, it's actually a fan art deck of Avatar The Last Airbender, which is the best thing ever. Um, because I prefer tarot because I understand symbolism a lot more. Um, but also I am not versed in tarot. So I can go mm -hmm. into the characters here, kind of like we do with the Forgotten Storytellers and understand the character, channel the character a little bit as well. So yeah. when I look at what is coming up this year, I'm going to start with mm -hmm. one card. And it's going to be this one. And it is, ooh, so it's 10 of wands, which on here we got pie show tiles, which is really cool. Um, so with this, one of the things, the first thing that's coming up is, again, that whole step up kind of energy. Mm -hmm. um, this is actualization. This is you understanding yourself enough to know where you stand, what you stand for, why you stand for it. If you ask yourself a question why and have an answer, you are prepared. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like that's going to be a huge thing of we make our own realities and we're ready to do that now. We've been educated by the past mm -hmm. few years about what it is we want, where we're standing, what's important to us. We've had time to figure those things out. And if you're still figuring those things out, it's okay. You can at least know where you're standing today. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one thing. And I think I want to pull another one. And <laughs> it's the chariot, which is Appa. Um, Aww. And so again, I, you know, I wish I knew more about the chariot in tarot, but I do know about the chariot in astrology. And again, that is having this divine support with you. It is, you are on a path that is put out there in front of you. It's laid out, just follow it. Even if you don't really understand where it's going. And as someone who like, I really, I'm a control freak. I admit it. Um, I prefer to know why I'm doing something, where it's going, what's going on. But sometimes you just know why you're there in the moment, like we saw with the uh, the 10. And you know at least where you want to end up. And then you allow divinity or life or everything else to sort of build the path for you forward and get guide you there. So I feel like the, the chariot, at least in this case, is this divine companion that will carry you to where you're going. Even when you feel confused, all you have to do is very much like Odysseus, just stay the course, know what you're there for, know what you truly believe in, and those yeah. will educate your uh, choices moving forward. I'm asking if I should pull another one, and I think I'm actually supposed to keep it there. So I would recommend watching Avatar The Last Airbender and doing a character study of Appa, because Appa never speaks except for that one episode where Aang is dreaming, but is always there, is always like right when they need someone Appa's there you need a divine wind Appa's got you like there's just mm -hmm. this support that comes with uh the ability to move when you need to move and be conveyed where you need to be uh that I think we're going to be experiencing in our individual soul journeys this year yep I agree with that good reading and I love having Appa pop up in the cards I know Appa, I was like so. wait no uh no Uncle Iroh but because Chiron okay. came up. So <laughs> it's like, maybe I will. No, but still is the same vibe of that. Like, I'll take yeah. that for Appa, sure. Well, and to that point too, right? The uh, original airbenders were the sky bison. So yeah. that's how they learned the ability to do that because they are the original mentors. So. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Which I love. Mm -hmm. Cool. So um, that's a kind of kickoff to the year then, I guess, card reading wise. So mm -hmm. um, let's do some book ending, shall we? Yes. My goodness. It's been a year of books. It Honestly, it was one of the best reading years I've had in a while. It was a good In one. a while, especially the first half of the year. 
especially the first half of the year that was really it was a really good reading year for me mm-hmm. um it made me very very happy lots of fun fantasy stuff um light fluffy things yeah so not I'm just super heavy things be like which one of you were added this year but there's a lot so yeah no same i know i might grab my I have like a book journal that I like keep back of them all in and might grab that. Um, this month, let's just start there. This month, what did I read? This month I read the third or finished the third book in the third book and the novella of um the Stormlight Archive, which very, very good. Um, very, very good. I did take a break though before going into the fourth book because mental health wise needed it, needed some like light fluffy little mm-hmm. things to read because that was it it's it's just it's really fucking well good it's so good and it makes you such a better writer but it's so much it's epic in the it's in so, all senses of the word <laughs> it's so much and i just i needed a break mm-hmm. so taking that um so i started the fourth book of the stormlight archive but i i paused because i was like i need some i need some light um, and then I read Bookshops and Bone Dust, which is the prequel to Legends and Lattes. And I really, I really liked Legends and Lattes. Um, was it my, one of my favorite reads from last year? No, um, but I did. I, I liked the vibe of it a lot. Well, now that I read the prequel though, um, which I do highly recommend read Legends of Lattes first and then read the prequel because the prequel it gives you such a depth of understanding of the main character and her motivations. And it wraps up the duology in a really cool way that prequels don't usually do like prequel books. I'm usually kind of like, okay, cool. We know about the story before the story, but we know it doesn't end where she gets to stay or we know it because she's got to go on and do this next thing. And so it always kind of leaves a little bit of a something to be desired for me when it comes to prequel stuff. But this one was really, really good. And it really kind of just addressed the, you know, right place but wrong time feelings that sometimes mm-hmm. we have to deal with and how do we process that and um it was really cool yeah it was really good so i appreciated that it was just light fluffy easy to read um which i needed when we i also in i also read here i'll hold it up for the youtube because i have it right here um it's called major detours mm-hmm. and it is a choices novel or a choose your own adventure book um by zachary sergey it's so fun it's such a fun book. Um, I read it just in my time. I'm a really fast reader, so keep this in mind, but I read this super duper fast. It wasn't just when we were in Mexico. Um, and it was just a quick, quick little book to get through. But the coolest part about it is, is it is a choose your own adventure with tarot cards. Mm-hmm. So the whole book's premise is that they are trying to find four hidden tarot cards of this hidden, this like super cult following deck. And they happen to have this deck. And these four teenage kids that are about to go to college basically have to go find all over via road trip all over California, these hidden tarot cards and understand like how to unlock them from these secret things. Um, and so it teaches you to read the tarot as you read the book um, in a, in like a much deeper way than I usually ever look at tarot anything. So I highly recommend it. It was really fun. Um, it was a really fun adventure it's queer and it's lovely and um, it, it's cool. Like the, the journey that you get from it is, is worth the time. So I highly recommend that as well. And then now I'm reading a Psalm for the wild built is what it's called. 
Um, it's basically novella size. It's a duology of basically two, like four hour long audiobooks as well. I'm listening to it. And, um, it's kind of nice cause it's giving me some hope for the future of maybe humanity doesn't have to suck mm-hmm. all the time. Um, and basically we built robots, robots gained sentience, robots left into the wilderness and we honored that decision for them. So we ended up dividing the planet into parts that are for humans and parts that for are for the wilderness and for the planet itself and for the robots. Um, and then our main character is a tea monk, which um, I wish we had. <laughs> I wish so deeply we had tea monks, but basically they go from town to town and they set up like a little pop-up tea shop and you are encouraged to come and tell them your problems and they give you tea um and you can sit there for however long you need to drink the tea to feel better about your problems and then go back to your work so um, whispering door yeah it's it's really cool it's it's cool so we'll see how it goes but that's what i read this month um which is a lot but that's what i read this month what about you I started The Way of Kings, so I did not read that much this month. No, you didn't. <laughs> so I'm I'm a little over halfway through the first nice. The Way of Kings. Um, and you you prepared me. You know, it's an investment in the world building in yeah. the first one. Um, so I I find myself a little bit frustrated, but as always impressed. So I'm just like, I know the payoff is going to be there, so I'm willing to work with it. Um, but I'm already planning my little like in between books that I'm going to be yeah. doing as I accomplish the Stormlight Archive. And then of course, you know, in nonfiction land, in magic land, um, mm-hmm. I've been reading Small Magics. Um, okay. I, I think it's H. Byron Ballard. We've been reading that in my um, Patreon book club. And that's been really fun. Just, you know, how to bring folk magic into your daily life. And then next month, the book club has been incredible. And so they have voted that we are going to be reading. I got this uh, amazing annotation thing for Christmas. It's Ooh, like a, a huh. magnet in there. We're going to be reading the first Alchemist. So I've started reading that in order to um, come up with some really good conversation topics and connect things to things that we've already read before and just uh, provoke some thought if I can uh, and see how maybe I'll learn from other people's way of thinking. That's um, cool. So I'm, yeah, I'm reading that right now too. And it's, it's fascinating. <clears throat> it's amazing and not too surprising but really cool to see the connection and the parallels between you know astrology's origin of uh, translation issues and the way that they hide things in translation um how puns are actually used as like a form of initiation if you get it you get it kind of stuff um so it's really cool yeah i love that yeah yeah the the payoff is really good in the way of kings but Mm -hmm. i definitely i think the second book is more of my favorite of the two of the four so far yeah, um, yeah. the next really one well is done. coming out this year isn't it another one the fi- the final the okay. fifth and final good. i'll hopefully get just mm-hmm. in time for the last cool yeah. that actually helps my wind of motivation <laughs> want to yeah. keep going yeah i know fifth and final and he's actually at least it's rumored or it was said that um well he finished writing it officially like mm-hmm. two weeks ago and announced it yeah i heard that and then um it's probably going to actually like launch during dragon steel con so he's doing a whole con basically for it that makes a ton of sense yeah so i'm excited about it but yeah i needed a, needed a break it was a mm-hmm. lot so really good yeah. well and honestly 
the next um, Emily Wilde book is supposed to come out this month, I think. So mm-hmm. I will drop Stormlight wherever I'm at to get mm-hmm. back into that and see what happens. And it's Emily Wilde books are very light and wonderful and, you know, just easy yes. to read. So I'm sure it'll be a brief thing because I will read that so voraciously. Um, mm-hmm. That's my most anticipated read so far. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited about I'm excited about Emily Wilde for sure. There's a couple of them this year that are coming out mm-hmm. that I'm really stoked on. The yeah. second house in the Cerulean Sea is coming out, which I didn't think there was going to be a second one, but I'm excited to see what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, second Emily Wild. Oh, there's a couple other ones. No, I, I can't say, think I of think them. Lucans has another one coming soon too that I have on my radar. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I think mm-hmm. they do as well. And also, I'm going to be reading uh, What the River Knows because we're going to be going to Egypt and I want to I'm so excited for that. read that, maybe suggest it to the travelers with us. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, what the river knows, definitely going to be reading that one. Oh, the second and the divine rivals. That being said, um, the, never mind. I'll just, don't... we'll move that on. Um, but yeah, what the river knows. I also want to read, um, temple of Jinn before we go to yeah. Egypt, because that is also a book about modern day Cairo actually. Yeah. Um, temple of so. temple of Jinn. Temple of Jen, right? No, so I'm asking because um, the New Year's tradition that my husband and I have is we go to Barnes and Noble and pick our first read of the year. Oh. And so I'm like, that's the one I want to grab. And it's probably actually going to be at Barnes and Noble because 90% of the time I go there looking for a book and they don't have it in stock. So that one will probably be there. Um, it should be. I mean, it's pretty, yeah. You would There's think. a bunch on my list right now that I'm like really excited to read. So yeah. we'll I've been looking for Red, White and Royal Blue since the movie came out again. And yeah. it's just never been there really yeah did you watch the movie i did <laughs> it was good it yeah. was cute it was well done it was really well done i liked the casting actually mm-hmm. i think they did really really well with the casting agreed i just wish um his sister was in it mm-hmm. i don't know why they cut her character that was weird but... yeah but no it was really that was it was cute yeah i love red white but i really don't think so. it's one awesome. of those again, really nice hope for humanity kind of ones yeah Mm-hmm. absolutely um also so i know your favorite read of the year was emily wilde right pretty much yeah i also really enjoyed spellbound by s uh ft lukens nice. um, and i did enjoy the um cunning man series that i read mm-hmm. i can't i know he's up here somewhere i keep looking at my bookshelf to see if i can catch his name you know what i have my kitty back um the cunning man series talks it's by dj butler and aaron michael ritchie um, I like them because they really did a good job of showing what Brahkarai looks like in practice and looked like particularly in the 1800s um, because that gave me a little bit more of a practical lens of like this practice that I'm working with and how people did it back when it was you know more normally practiced and how I feel about some things that should change in it moving forward. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I appreciated that as part of my own like growth. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And it's cool that there was even a book about it that could help. I went to I went to uh, Barnes and Noble looking for red, white, and royal blue to celebrate something. I think it was like my lecture at Astromagia or something. When we celebrate, we buy books, and uh, it was on the shelf facing outward. It was published in 2019, but it was on the shelf facing outward, right at my head height. And there was nothing else around it. So I was like, I guess I'm taking that home because I just heard about it in our lineages uh, email chain. <laughs> so I was just like, well, that's cute. Apparently I need to read you. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. 
Um, Emily Wilde, also one of definitely my top reads for the year. Loved it. It's, it's so good. <laughs> um, and then, <laughs> hello, Jeff. <laughs> Sorry, Zelda was really no. excited about Emily Wilde too. You know, corgis are you know mounts of the Fae, so oh, of course, <laughs> absolutely, logically. And now, um, her away. <laughs> Bye, Zelda. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also um, the Ten Thousand Doors of January mm. was a hundred percent one of my top reads of the year. It was so so good. It was so good. Um, I can't recommend it enough. Just it's a book about how stories are magic, basically, and mm. it's so good. I oh, it's so good. Um, I also read. Uh, Let's see another. What are some of the other good ones? Of course, Stormlight Archive stuff was amazing. Loved that, and I did a lot. I actually read a couple of Brandon Sanderson's secret projects this year too. Mm-hmm. So, Trust in the yeah. Emerald Sea. Loved Trust in the Emerald Sea. That one was uh, that was the best so far. I have two more secret projects to read. Two more secret projects to read before I've read them all. Um, but it was really good. Mm-hmm. So I definitely did have an actual year of Sanderson, like they branded it. I totally subscribed to the branding and I had yeah. one. Um, that was awesome. I finished Divine Rivals when we were in Ireland and it is a rip your heart out sort of book. Mm-hmm. So nice. And I, I loved it. It's whole vibes were great as well. So, and the second one I th- actually just came out. Like, I think it came out like two days ago. Um, or something like that. So yeah, that's another really, really good one that I highly recommend. So that was my year in reading. Yeah. I was just, I was yeah. reading The Wicked Bargain um, while we were in Ireland by Gabe Cole Navoa, which was also really well done uh, because I was trying to sort of research how to integrate, you know, non-binary main characters, you know, mm-hmm. the, the whole they, them conundrum. Yeah. Uh, and when it's the main character and you're going to be using it a lot just to see how fluidly and, and how easily it is, you know, for mm-hmm. a reader to fall into step with that. Um, super easy, turns out. Metaphor for yeah. life, I would think. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The song for the wild built the main character and the robot are both non-binary. Lovely. See, I'm, yeah. I'm going to have to uh, read those now, too. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of a, they're a team monk, right? So instead of like sister or brother, they're sibling decks. Oh, I love that. That's like, yeah. I'm sorry, it just reminds me too of um, shout out to my nephew and my sister-in-law and brother when they realized, you know, over Christmas, a lot of people got on board with my non-binary-ness and uh, my nephews decided that he's going to call me elder, <laughs> which I really like. So just instead of aunt or uncle, elder, yeah. elder, I get to be elder Krista, which I'm that's cool cute. with. So that's that awesome. coolest little nephew ever. So yeah, that's yeah. cool. I love the, the well, way that we're exploring, you know, making these things feel more normal as they should. Yeah. It's super normal. It's fine. I will say, um, and I, I mean this, I like my kids generation, like my kids are in middle school mm-hmm. and they are so open and welcoming and not just like mine. I mean, in general right now, like, um, the the amount of gay or lesbian relationships in middle school is astounding astounding mm-hmm. and like no one gives a fuck and the other day my son came home and he was really upset and i was like what's the deal what's going on and he was like it was we had a really yucky um substitute in pe 
Uh, and I was like, why? And he was like, well, um, these two kids were walking, a guy and a girl were walking and he kept calling them both girls and they kept getting like really mad about it. And I was like, why would he do that? And he was like, oh, um, like the guy is trans. Mm-hmm. He's a trans guy. And I was like, oh, so he was in per- he was on purpose misgendering. He's like, yeah, isn't that like my son was mad. He was like, isn't that ridiculous? Like, why would you do that to a person? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is such like, I'm a young mom. I'm a young mom. I had my kids when I was 18 and 19. So like the, the amount of change in that, um, that generational difference is so huge mm-hmm. between my generation of middle school and my kids generation of middle school. And I think it's really hopeful and lovely mm-hmm. that that is normalized so much now. Yeah. I support that. Yeah. 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 And they like, don't even think about it. They'll just, mm-hmm. Oh, they're, they, they're, they're them. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and they just move on. And it's yeah. just, normal so it's really cool oh, well thank you all so much for being incredible listeners we so appreciate you we are so grateful for you we hope your holidays were awesome yeah obviously the podcast was a little bumpy for holiday stuff we tried we to navigate have... that as gracefully as possible so we wouldn't skip an episode and we did it <laughs> yeah it was a little bit of an adventure but we got there and that's what matters yeah. um, but now it's back to more of a normal cadence yeah. And next week we will have another guest. Um, we do. Yeah. So we'll be we have- talking to Rebecca, not Rebecca, the ghost guide, but another Rebecca who will also mm-hmm. be at sacred spaces, uh, yes. providing readings there and things. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Um, so yes, we do have a guest next week, but we're kind of back in, we're back in the flow. We're, mm-hmm. we're getting it. So but thank you all so much for being here. Thank you for listening in. We hope you take all of the magic that's currently around us and you go make, go make some magic. magic. I said magic twice in a row and it threw off my, my role. <laughs> I don't know how that went. First, go make some magic of the year. You guys tell us. Um, hopefully, yeah. hopefully it was lovely and we'll always do our best. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. 